The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another. Welcome to another episode of the Arise to Success show, where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. I'm your host on this show. My name is Jihad. I will be introducing my guests in a second, but before I do so, just to let you know, re- listeners, you're welcome to send us your questions or comments throughout the show on 0779-481822. Today, we have an amazing guest who is a career and mindset coach for ambitious professional women who feel lost and frustrated in their current job because they feel undervalued and underappreciated and who know they are capable and deserve more. We have the wonderful Hanin with us today and we'll be discussing her journey and the topic of finding your career purpose and preserving with setbacks. Hanin coaches women to see how capable they are so they are confident to speak up and pursue their career and and pursue their career with purpose while still being authentic. She believes the core to being happy and having a successful career is focusing on what your purpose is, followed by staying aligned to your values. Hanin works full-time while building her coaching business that she started in August 2021. She has been through three redundancies herself and changed career paths about eight times. Hanin, thank you so much for being here with us today and welcome to the Arise to Success show. How are you doing? I'm good. Assalamualaikum. I am very well. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to join you. Thank you for being here with us. And subhanAllah, you know, um, just reading your bio and introducing you, you've gone through a very difficult journey of three redundancies and changing career paths eight times. What, which led you to, mashallah, becoming a career mindset coach. So perhaps if we could start by telling us about your journey of the, those three redundancies that you've experienced and changing career many times. How was that like and what happened and how did you use this in a positive way to becoming a career and mindset coach? So the first two redundancies were the hardest that I'd ever been through. The first redundancy happened and it was completely unexpected Uh, It was completely out of the blue. I had no idea it was going to happen. And at the time, I was quite comfortable in the job and I was quite happy. And I thought, yeah, I could probably stay in this job for for quite some time. So it was certainly a shock to find out that I was being made redundant the first time. Luckily, during that redundancy, I had a lot of support from coaches that helped me to update my CV to get active on LinkedIn and start applying for jobs. Even though it was really difficult, I managed to secure a job. And actually, I was on my way. I was was doing okay after my first redundancy. But the second redundancy is when it literally flipped my world upside down. And that was really difficult for me. So that second redundancy... (laughs) I had worked really hard up the career ladder to get to where I was and that had involved several different career changes to get there and a lot of work, working really, really hard. And that second redundancy, I was I was in that role for about a year and then I was be I was told that I was being put at risk of redundancy and for me it felt like my world was crashing down at that time, the second redundancy, because I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I thought I was in my dream job and I thought that was it. I was set for life. Mm. And when that happened, I, you know, started to question myself, okay, so what next? What am I going to do next? And I have a passion for learning and development. That's where my my full-time role is in. I've been in learning and development for the past nine years. I'm still in learning and development, but I've done every single role that you can ever imagine within that area. And at the time of that second redundancy, I had a lot going on um, in like my family life as well. So it was a combination of everything that made it really even more difficult. Mm. But I managed to stay positive at the same time, even though it was a very difficult time. Mm. And 
thinking back to what helped me to, to stay positive. So I was encouraged to do a strengths test and to find out exactly what I was really good at and to ask the people that I'd worked with, internal stakeholders and external stakeholders, to ask them about what um, my strengths were. So to ask them for at least three strengths in terms of what have I been really good at, how have I supported them, and also to ask them for any areas of improvement. Mm. And that feedback that I received, I was overwhelmed with it because it really uplifted me. Mm. Finding out exactly how I'd been adding value all of that time was really useful. Mm. And it was actually, it was through asking for the feedback in terms of how I've supported people during that time of working I found a job and I was offered a job so I was very fortunate to go from redundancy but straight into employment again. Mm. Wow subhanAllah when I was when I was thinking about it it was like one redundancy is difficult enough but three redundancies and mashallah maintaining that positivity um, did you go through any stages of giving up? Because it's very easy to give up at stage, specifically where you said that you had other things going on at the same mm-hmm. time. That's, that, that tends to happen. Everything happens at the same time, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, you know, this also had financial and emotional impact on you. So how did you deal with it at the time? At the time, it was very, um, I was very emotional. So it was very stressful at the time. And because I didn't know, when I was told that I was being made redundant the second time, I struggled because I didn't have any savings or anything like that. I hadn't planned or prepared for it, and it was completely unexpected. And the way I got through that was having the support from my family, from my friends and coaches as well, having a really strong support network is what really helped me to get through that that second redundancy without that support I don't think I'd have got through it and I certainly Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been as as positive as as I was it was um I'd I'd get up on on days and I'd be I'd feel completely lost in terms of you know I've just been told I've been made redundant I didn't have a job lined up at the time I didn't have any savings at the time And the thoughts that were going through my head was, how am I going to afford everything? How am I going to carry on, like, afford to live? What am I going to do? And it took a huge hit on my confidence as well. It it made me doubt myself. So there were days when I felt like giving up because it took such a hit on my confidence. I didn't feel like I was good enough to... Mm go and work in another job and support people so it it was a very very difficult time but like I say having that support from coaches from my family and from my friends was what really helped me get through that second redundancy. Michelle, that, that's amazing and, and it's very important to have that support. Um, I remember also in the first um, episode that we had, I had uh, with, with another um, guest where she said that commitment as well was very important. So combining her story and your story, it seems like commitment is very important to keep going and not give up. And also because that can be very difficult if you were doing it on your own, specifically, as you said, you have other things going on. So having that support is very important. Now, with some people, if in the absence of having that support, what I'm hearing from you as well, Hanin, is having a coach is very important because sometimes it's like basically when you go for for a new job that you haven't been, you know, you don't have much experience, they provide the training, right? So it yeah. seems like a coach is somebody that has been there already and can guide you through it if you don't know how to do that yourself. Am I right to say that? Yeah, definitely. A coach can definitely help and having a mentor can help as well. So a mentor is someone who's been there and done that will help you get through mm-hmm. it. And then a coach will help you to look forward and help you to set your goals. So you've got something that you can focus on for the future. Mm-hmm. Because at the time of when it happened, I was very ambitious, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a plan as mm-hmm. to what was next. I was just going with the flow. 
and I was going for whatever opportunity came my way I would take it and go for it but what I didn't know was what I where I wanted to be in like five or ten years time I had no idea I just knew that I wanted to be successful and I wanted to be in a good place Mm. and having a coach really helped me to put things into perspective and helped guide me in terms of okay these are your strengths this is what you're really good at and these are the areas that you can actually apply it in Mm. and helped me to shape that goal so I already had the ideas inside me of what it is that I wanted to do and they just helped to bring that to the surface Mm -hmm. and they enabled me and they kept me accountable so I think that's really important being kept accountable because a lot of the times is we have a lot of goals yeah and we have these big ideas and we want to achieve them but then life gets in the way other things get in the way and before you know it you've put it to the side and you've forgotten about your goal and that's when we fall into feeling unhappy feeling a bit stuck because then we start doing the things that don't light us up the things that we're not really good at and the things we don't enjoy Mm. So I guess also here the first step is self-awareness because you mentioned that, you know, your um, the support that you got was was uh, specifically also to understand your strengths and what you're good at. So I guess self-awareness is quite important and then having that coach to guide you through it, to push you to move forward and to hold you accountable as well. Um, is that right, Hanin? Absolutely, yeah. Being self-aware of what you're really good at, what your strengths are and where you want to focus is 100% like needed. It's definitely needed. And the coach will help guide you along that way. And for me, that's having a coach at that time of being put at risk of redundancy the second time. It's actually set me up for the future because I was recently made redundant for the third time just last year and being made redundant last year it was towards the end so it was around August times coming up to almost a year ago Mm. it helped put things into perspective so when I was put at risk of redundancy it yes it was a shock but it wasn't as much of a a shock as previously Mm. I didn't feel as lost I actually felt quite happy because I already had a goal and a plan of where I wanted to be Mm. Um, I'd learnt from the previous two redundancies in terms of being more self-aware of what I'm good at and what I'm capable of and understanding what my transferable skills are Mm. and also knowing that I can take those skills wherever I go it doesn't have to be confined to one place and that's the beauty of being self-aware once you're self-aware and you know what you're really good at and how you can apply those skills and be of value to whatever company you work for or business you own you're you're set for life and you become a lot more positive in terms of okay this is a setback but it's not going to stop me in my tracks and it's not going to stop me from getting where I'm going it's just a little bit of a redirection so you go back and you reroute and it's like okay so I was on this track that's not meant for me so go back to the drawing board have a you know reset your mind and think about right that track wasn't working what can I do now and use it as an opportunity that's Mm. how I see it now so being made redundant for the third time I use that as an opportunity to go okay what direction can I go in now? What can I do next? Mm. I love that positivity, mashallah. And um, as you said about the coaches that helped you through this journey, you become a coach yourself, mashallah. So perhaps mm. if we talk a bit about how you as a coach help women um, and how can the listeners benefit from this and how can, if anybody's listening and thinking, okay, you know what, I, 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 I'm not where, you know, where I'm comfortable right now or I really want to make a shift or make a change. So perhaps how do the listeners can take action today? But just to remind the listeners that we have Hanin here with us today, a career and mindset coach for ambitious professional women who feel lost and frustrated in their current job because they feel undervalued and underappreciated and who know they are capable and deserve more. 
and it coaches them to see how capable they are so they are confident to speak up and pursue their career with purpose while still being authentic. She believes the core to being happy and having a successful career is focusing on what your purpose is, followed by staying aligned to your values. Listeners, if you have any questions to Hanin or any comments or any any, any any specific areas you want a bit more clarification on, please feel free to send us those on 0779-481822. So coming back to yourself, Hanin, about your coaching, how do you help women and how do you help the listeners to take action? If, you know, Hopefully the, the aim of this show is to inspire them to do something. So how do you, um, what, 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 how do you help them and what advice would you give? Of course. So the first thing I do with any client is really get to understand exactly what the problem is, because everyone's got a slightly different problem. Everyone's at a different journey in their life. So understanding exactly where they are. And a lot of women that come to me are they're stuck in their career. They've been working in the job for such a long time and it worked well for them five years ago. But actually, the circumstance has changed, the family life has changed and the job that was suitable for them about five years ago, it's it's no longer suitable for them and it's mm-hmm. time for a change. So I like to understand exactly where they are and one of the core things that I do as part of my coaching and I believe this is the foundation to really figuring out what your purpose is and what you're really good at is actually understanding your strengths So I get all my clients to do a strengths test so that we can start to understand exactly what their core strengths are. And then I get them to ask the people they work with, with family members, what strengths they've noticed them demonstrate. Because more often than not, we don't get to see what we're really good at. It tends to be we have blind spots. So we have an idea of what we're good at but as an example so there could be someone i'll use a a client as an example she was a really good problem solver really good at analytics and working out spreadsheets Mm. and when i asked her what she was good at she said yeah do you know what i'm i I like working on spreadsheets and i'm i'm good at it Mm. but i just do it Mm. And that's the thing. A lot of our strengths, because we're so used to doing it all the time and we can just do it with ease, we don't see that as a strength. We just see that as a, well, I'll just do it. So I don't need to mention it because it's easy. And you automatically think that anyone can do it Mm. because it's that simple to you. Yeah. But understanding and asking the people around you, what you're really good at and what they've noticed you. So her feedback was, you're really amazing at spreadsheets. Mm. You're really good at working it out and putting it together. And receiving that feedback, it hits differently. When you hear that from somebody else that you work with, it sinks in. Mm. And then you start to understand, okay, this is my strength. That's what I'm really good at. And you start to get in the rest of the strengths and then you can start to lean in on those strengths and you can leverage them wherever you are. Mm. And that's the foundation to figuring out what you're really good at because your purpose lies in something that you're already naturally good at. And you just mm. got to lean into it and do it a lot more because it's that what's going to light you up. So with my clients, I get them to go down that journey of discovering of self-awareness mm. and we work out what their values are as well because that's really important. So a lot of the problems that I find with the clients, they come to me, they have, um, they'll, they'll go to a job and it'll be a nine-to-five job and it'll be Monday to Friday And what we'll find out during our coaching session is one of their values, which sits really high at the top of the list, is family and their kids. So being able to take their kids to school or being available for the kids when they need to sits high up on the list of values. But what we find is the job that they're in doesn't enable them to 
play to that value. It doesn't enable them to have that time where they can drop the kids off at school and be flexible and work. So we look at, okay, so that's not working. How can we make that work? Mm. What other jobs are out there? And we start to make a list of all the values and how we can align the values to what they're doing. So a mix of strengths and their values and figuring out, and a lot of people don't do this, they miss this, is what they definitely don't want to do in a job. So everyone has like a list of, yeah, I want to do this, but what do you definitely not want to do? What would break you? If you were to go and work in this job tomorrow, is that going to like really cause a lot of internal conflict for you? So it's understanding what you're aligned to and what's really going to help you thrive in that job that you love. So it's creating that self-awareness and going through that journey and supporting my clients to understanding exactly what they're good at, what the values are, and then how they can start to lean into that and apply that in whatever job they're working in. Mm, That's amazing. So you're literally not just focusing on one area, but you're focusing on several areas there for them to discover themselves, to understand their strengths and what they're good at. And at the same time, the things that they cannot or they, they, they don't like at all, so that to make sure that they find the most suitable job for them. So you go through quite a quite a um, in-depth of each case, right? Yeah. How long does that take? How many sessions, roughly? So it tends to take between... Then normally my clients will figure out what the purpose is between the kind of fourth and fifth session. Mm -hmm. And then from then, so I always offer like six sessions for them to work with me and understand exactly what they're good at, the self-awareness so that at the end of it, they're applying, actively applying for jobs that Mm -hmm. align to their values and their purpose. Mm -hmm. Sometimes clients it it comes to them a lot quicker and within the first or second session they're like yeah I know exactly what I want to do but other people it takes a little bit longer and it really depends on where they're at in their journey right Mm -hmm. now so some people have an idea of what they want to do and some people have no idea what they want to do and that's the beauty of I help them figure it out exactly Mm -hmm. what they want to do. That's great, because I'm just thinking it's something that can be, anybody can do it, because it's just a few sessions, really. Some take a little bit longer, some take a little bit less. But it's worthwhile, right, having Mm -hmm. that, because it can make a huge change and and positive difference to your life. So, and I'm guessing, you know, uh, getting into coaching is probably because you've experienced that positive experience, you know, of being coached yourself. Um, So I'm just trying to hear to highlight to the listeners how important it is um, if, if you are stuck, if you're not sure what direction you want to take yourself or if you're lacking that support, having a coach and it's just a matter of a few sessions. So it would be worth the investment and in putting the time into it. Um, in the last minute before we go, um, uh, before I, I wrap up and before we go for a break, where can listeners find you so that they can learn more about what you do and more about the coaching that you do? So I'm actively on Instagram on at Hanan Salama Coaching. And I also have a website as well that's got a free guide on there, and that's www.salamacoaching.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn under Hanan Andri. That's great. Um, if listeners would like to learn more about the coaching uh, and more about the benefits of coaching, because Mashallah Hanin, you do share a lot of um, a lot of stuff in your Instagram as well. I, I watched the videos, the amazing videos that you put and the amazing tips that you provide. So just for listeners to kind of find a bit more support for them to decide what they want to do and how they um, can proceed further. So just to wrap up, listeners, before we go um, for a break, we have Hanin with us here with, on the show today, who is a career and mindset coach for ambitious professional women who feel lost and frustrated in their current job because they feel undervalued and unappreciated and who know they are capable and deserve more. Hanin coaches them to see how capable they are so they are confident to speak up and pursue their career with purpose. 
while still being authentic. She believes the core to being happy and having a successful career is focusing on what your purpose is, followed by staying aligned to your values. We'll be shortly going for a break, um, but please, listeners, if you have any questions or any comments or would like to ask Hanin specifically about what we discussed so far, please feel free to send those to 0779481822. So, so far, we've been discussing, Hanin, your journey and your the three redundancies that you've gone through so if listeners have just joined us here, Hanin has experienced herself redundancies and changing jobs eight times. And that led her to having a coach to support her in that journey to support her to find her passion through understanding um, her strengths and her values. And then she became a coach herself not long ago, about a year ago, where she was a redundant for the third time. But alhamdulillah, she used a positive experience to become a coach herself where she helps other women to, um, to make those um, shifts in their lives, if they need to make shifts in their career, if they are stuck where they are, Hanin is the person to go to to help you with that. So that's what we discussed so far. After the break, inshallah, we'll be discussing further things. So please stay tuned. So listeners, this is Inspire FM 105.1. Please stay tuned and we'll see you after the break. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise to Success, Arise to Success show. We have Hanin with us today, who's a career and mindset coach for ambitious professional women who feel lost and frustrated in their current job because they feel undervalued and underappreciated and who know they are capable and deserve more. Hanin coaches them to see how capable they are so they are confident to speak up and pursue their career with purpose while still being authentic. She believes the core... The core to being happy and having a successful career is focusing on what your purpose is, followed by staying aligned to your values. Hanin works full time while building her coaching business that she started in August 2021. And she has been herself through three redundancy, redundancies and changed career paths about eight times. So before the show, we were discussing your journey, Hanin, um, and how, you know, the, the journey that you've gone through with the redundancies and how you use that positively to becoming a career coach yourself. Um, perhaps now if we can talk a bit about how do you balance working full time and running your coaching business? You've been doing this for a year. Um, so are there some ups and downs? Are there challenges? Are they positive? So if you can perhaps talk to us about this and just remind your listeners, um, you're welcome to send us your comments or any questions to Hanin on 0779481822. So Hanin, how do you maintain that balance? Very good question. So I feel like I've managed to strike that balance this year. Mm -hmm. um, definitely within the last six months, it's become a lot easier and the way I, I manage it is I will get up early in the morning. So I'll do a little bit of um, work in the morning in terms of planning and, and scheduling. And I use my evenings for client calls. So I'll have my coaching sessions in the evening and discovery calls in the evening. And then what I tend to do is that I kind of balance it out and split it. So I will work on weekends but only for an hour or two, and then I will go and have fun. And it depends what I do, because I like to spend my weekends going hiking up in the mountains somewhere. Yeah. So I have to try and get that balance in. I spend a lot of time in nature, and I, I feel that when I spend a lot of time in nature, I'm able to come back and I've got more ideas. I feel more positive and inspired, mm -hmm. and I'm able to get the work done a lot quicker. So... Striking that balance, definitely. So when I've been working for like a, a full day, for example, today I was I was working all day. I went for a walk as soon as I finished work. And that helps me to switch off my brain from working and then I can reset it ready for the next thing. And in this case, this evening is coming on here on Inspire FM and speaking mm. to yourself. Mm. And it's... It's, it's learning to understand, not to push myself too hard, 
because I can be a little bit of a workaholic sometimes mm-hmm. and I can be constantly working away. I think when you start to have your own business, there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of love for that business and that can start to take over quite a bit and you spend a lot of hours and a lot of time and you have a lot of late nights that are working on it and it's it's understanding to have that balance not to put too much hard work into it to the point where I'm going to be burnt out or something like that that's not what I'm looking to do and I think definitely in the first year of business I'm thinking back to it now that was definitely a struggle trying to get that balance Mm. I would spend um, definitely within the first few months I'd spend the whole weekend Mm. planning working on my website and getting everything ready and creating content and Mm. everything came difficult to me because it wasn't what I was used to so I can coach that's absolutely fine but running a business and doing the social media side of things and speaking on camp they were all skills that I had to learn Mm. and because I've been doing it now for a while I've been able to like perfect those skills a lot better to the point where now I can put a post together pretty quickly it doesn't take hard work and I've learned actually if I'm trying to write a post and I have no ideas nothing's flowing to me and this is the same when you're in like your day job at work as well if you've got no ideas coming to you the best thing that you can do in that moment of time is to take a step back and actually take a break yeah it it sounds like it's not gonna work and it sounds like you're being lazy but actually taking a break and going for a walk somewhere or just going outside to sit in the garden or maybe have some water, have some fruit, just something to break up what you've been trying to do. When you come back to it, the ideas flow and you don't feel as stuck. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there because basically sometimes we feel overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. And then we try to be productive and do something, but the overwhelm will, as you said, you know, you can become burnt out, you know, you stop producing ideas, you kind of feel mentally Mm -hmm. stuck. But changing that environment and going and doing something else is like you're having that mental break where Mm -hmm. it means that you're allowing yourself to start to think clearly and going for exercise, as you've mentioned, a walk, having a water. As long as you make a bit of a change there, have a break because that break helps you to come back with a fresh mind. And then, as you said, you can start to have a flow of ideas, whereas you can sit there while you're overwhelmed or bent out, sit there and think for hours, and you still can't get any ideas. So the best thing, because a lot of us think, including me, how I used to think as well in the past, that I'd be wasting time if I go and do something else. I need to work, I need to be productive. But you're just making yourself, you know, less productive and, you know, trying to come up with something that you cannot physically or mentally come up with because you're not in a state of of that um, mindset of actually producing ideas and working. So definitely getting a break is, uh, I completely agree with you there. And you pointed out having that me time as well. Um, I know I just want to speak to specifically parents. They feel bad to have that me time because they think that time can be given to their families. It can be given to their partners or their children. But then when I speak to them, I say, okay, you know, having that me time, if you want to think about others, it actually helps others more. Because when you come back, you know, when you've had that mental break and you come back, you're mentally more present with them. You're able to do more with them. So that me time is not being selfish. It is actually something that you can do. Um, it's for the benefit of yourself and others as well, not just yourself. Because uh, a lot of people think, oh, no, I need to do this for others. I need to make more time for them. So it does actually benefit them as well. Um, so that was quite important that you mentioned there about having the me time. Um, so the other thing I wanted to also point out is the fact that when you start up your business, it is very easy to fall on the trap of overworking yourself but that does not mean we give up because then we might be thinking actually you know what I think this is for me what would you like what would be your input on that Tanyan? Yeah I'd say definitely within the first few months of starting business it can be very tough it's really Mm -hmm. difficult there's a lot of skills that you're learning at the same time and 
for me, what really helped me when I started my business was having a coach to keep me accountable. I would say that was really very important to have because Mm. without that coach, I could have easily given up and not been so good on my goals and I could have taken breaks. But giving yourself the time, so setting boundaries and also setting yourself like a timer. So, for example, it might be you're going to set two hours in the evening. Mm. So for those two hours, you need to make sure set the timer, make sure you're in a quiet room, you've got no distractions, focus on exactly what you're going to do. So make a like a to-do list of these are the three things that I'm going to focus on and and what I'm going to get done so that you're focused to get that done and and keep making those plans throughout the whole entire time, if I'm completely honest. I was going to say the first few months, but actually it applies to all the time. It's having those um, to-do lists and that plan so you know exactly what you need to do. And, yeah, it's sometimes you will get to a point where you feel like giving up Mm. and you've just got to keep on going but having people supporting you and reminding yourself of your why so one thing that I like to do I didn't do it at the beginning but it's something that I do now and it's something that I learned from Mm. the coaches that I've I've had the 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 pleasure of, of being in company with is to have a vision board mm. because when you have a vision board you get super focused on exactly what it is that you want to achieve mm. so having that constant reminder so create a vision board on canva or, or draw it out and have it printed up on the wall or on your laptop or in your phone or somewhere that's going to constantly remind you of why you're doing what you're doing so when you get really clear on your why and on the days when you feel like giving up and you find that it's too difficult looking back on that why will bring you back into this is the reason why I'm doing it Mm. it's understanding are you doing it because you want to be there for your family you want to be a better mom you want to be a better daughter you want to be a better wife you it's it's understanding what it is that you want is it financial freedom that you're after is it stability do you want to thrive in a job that you love like getting really clear on exactly what it is but that that why it's got to be an internal why it can't just be an external reason because an external why won't keep you going that internal why is what will keep you going so it's thinking about the future, staying focused about it. And that's what will bring you back on track. Yes, there'll be times when you feel like giving up. And that's definitely how I've felt. We've been like, you know, there's been days, like I say, like the past six months have been the best months that I've had in business. But there's been times where I've questioned myself and said, you know, am I really cut out for this? Can mm-hmm. I actually do it? Have I got what it takes? And one of the worst things that anyone can do when they're feeling that way is starting like to compare themselves with other people. Mm. So looking at other people and seeing, well, they're here. Mm. <laughs> Why can't I be there? That is the worst possible thing that we can do to ourselves. So it's really staying focused on yourself, putting yourself first. Ignore what everyone else is doing. If someone's in a better corporate job than than yourself forget about it focus on you because Mm. we don't know what struggles somebody else went through to get to where they are we have no idea we just see the 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 outwards the the smiley the happiness the we see the good thing that's happened we don't get to see the struggles that they've had you know we a lot of us we don't we don't see the struggles of anyone we don't see you know mm-hmm. and we hide our struggles yes we tend to put on a positive front so really focusing on ourselves is, is the best thing that we can do 
Yeah, I love the you've you know you've shared really really important things there because that's something a lot of us do is the comparison and I think social media doesn't really help so much there. Although social media can be very beneficial in sharing your successes and so on, it can have the negative aspect where we start to share to compare ourselves and think okay, especially in our down moments where we go on social media as an escape and we all do this whether we're younger or old because I work mm-hmm. with both younger and, and adults as well. We all do this where we start comparing ourselves to think okay you know what these are my struggles uh you know how can i be successful like them but you made a really good point there because if you if we share our successes on social media and most of the time we don't share the negative things we share mm-hmm. the positive things right other people do the same thing so we don't know what struggles they have so as mm-hmm. we are struggling they are too but it this this side or this part is not always shown publicly so it's quite important to real to have that realization and i think what you mentioned there as well is that Focusing on yourself, having a plan, having a vision, knowing your why will help us to stop comparing ourselves because then we're focusing mm-hmm. on ourselves instead of focusing on others. And the other things that you've mentioned as well as accountability and having a coach. And I guess if we are unable to do the work ourselves, then having a coach can help us and guide us through that. So again, it comes to the importance of having a coach there, which I've experienced myself when I started my business and I tried to do it on my own. I'm the kind of person that I, it's difficult for me to make a start, but once I make a start, I can just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can have that flow and do it myself. So I tried to do it myself. It was a real struggle. I thought, you know what, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be successful. There will be failures and this and that. And then when I had a coach, it, really helped me to make it happen and to also as you said hold that accountability and to have a plan of what I'm gonna do so if I can't do it I can you know having a plan will help me to decide okay one two three this is what I can do today this is what I can and because the coach is somebody I was meeting on weekly or a bi-weekly basis I know I had to finish the work before meeting my coach the next session so that really helps and pushes me to get the work done and to hold that to hold or to have that accountability as well. So thank you. Really great points, though, that you've shared, um, Hanin. So thank you for that. Um, Perhaps also if we can talk about what advice would you give women who have been through redundancies um, or who just want to make a change um, but don't know how? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I would, first of all, look back on your past successes. So what have you been acknowledged for recognized in the past in in the job that you were in and don't just look back to the job you were made redundant from look back your whole entire career so from day one what is it that you've been recognized for and even look outside of your job as well so has there been an opportunity where you've volunteered in the community has there been something else where you've helped and supported someone so look back at all of your successes what have you done in the past what have you been really good at and start to look at what you could then apply for the future for other jobs so understanding again what your strengths are what are you really good at but also understanding what are the things that you really didn't enjoy doing the things that maybe you struggled with or you weren't good at, look back on those things because what you want to do is eliminate what you're not good at, what you didn't enjoy, and you want to focus on what you are good at and your successes. And when you start looking back in the job market and you're starting to look at the jobs, start to look for those strengths and those skills that you've got in the job descriptions Mm. and look for your values as well so understanding what your values are start looking for them in the job description because that's going to be really telling in terms of whether that job's suitable for you Mm. and it's it's a bit of trial and error as well so maybe you're not sure you look at the job description and you're not sure whether that's for you One of the things, and I just want to say, one of the things that holds us back and stops us from applying for jobs is fear of failure, fear Mm. of being rejected and being told no. Mm. That's the worst thing. It is such a fear and it's definitely held me back in terms of applying for jobs. Mm. Salary is another thing. It holds you back. But when you get really clear on 
what your successes have been in the past, what you've been really good at, what you enjoy doing. And you start to look at the value that you can bring. So start to look at it in this perspective. The company have got a problem and it needs fixing. Mm. Look at the skills that you've got and your values. How can you fix that problem for them? And start to envision yourself actually in that company solving the problem because that will help bring it to life for you and one thing that I do like to advise as well so that you don't get fatigued with applying for for jobs is to look through jobs that you're interested in save them put them aside and then come back and review them because realistically you don't want to be applying for all of the jobs and actually there's no need to apply for you know 50 odd jobs in a week there's no need to apply for that amount of jobs a few jobs will be sufficient you know don't put all your eggs in one basket apply for one or two jobs and get really clear on why you're applying for that job that's so important don't just apply for the job for the sake of because you need a job and I know it's easier said than done because there's financial commitments and responsibilities and it kind of forces you to just apply for any job Mm. try and have some patience and look for the job that's going to align to you that you really see yourself working in and really focus on what value you can actually bring to that company and take it from there. Um, some people like to reach out to the hiring manager and have a conversation with them. I know I've done that in the past, um, mm. especially when I was made redundant for the, the second time. I got a little bit tired of applying for for jobs and I wanted to understand the job that I was applying for, what it was about. So mm. I rang the hiring manager and asked them questions and interviewed them first (laughs) before they interviewed me so I understood exactly what I was applying for and whether I wanted to take my time and my energy in terms of applying for that job because a lot of a lot of effort and energy goes into applying for the job and the whole application process and the interview and if your heart's not fully in it it's you know, it's a, it's a waste of time. So you want to be putting your energy into what's meaningful and what's going to matter the most. And I love that, you know, while listening to you, it seems like, you know, it really helps the individual to feel confident as well that, you know what, I'm not in a position, I'm not vulnerable that I have to apply for anything and anything that's out there. And a lot of people think, okay, you know what, they get really panicky about interviews and so on. That's including myself, you know, because mm-hmm. I like to prepare in advance. It's like, oh, my God, or if they ask me this and if they ask me that. But I really like how you're putting it across where, you know what, you interview the manager first. And that also shows them how committed you are. And for them to get to know you, and the, and, and that's what I've, I've learned as well in the past, is that when you make that contact, they, sh- they can see how serious you are as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I guess the solutions that you're giving here, Hanin, as well, and the tips that you've given here, which have been really, really great, is that you're helping the individual to um, find a job that is suitable for them and to be happy. Because if we apply for anything that's out there, one, we're wasting our time and energy applying for anything because it does take time to fill applications. Some of the applications are very, very long. So you are, you know, um, um, putting your energy and putting your time into the right place. You're being selective of what's best for you. And also, it increases your confidence to know what your values are and you're not just going there applying for anything. So I love these tips. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm hoping, inshallah, the listeners um, are benefiting from all the, the tips that um, that you're providing there. So just to remind the listeners, if anybody joined us late, we have Hanin here, who's a career and mindset coach for ambitious professional women who feel lost and frustrated in their current job because they feel undervalued and unappreciated and who know they are capable and deserve more. Hanin coaches them to see how capable they are so they are confident to speak up and pursue their career with purpose while still being authentic. She believes the core to being happy and having a successful career is focusing on what your purpose is followed by staying aligned to your values. 
Listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send those on 0779-481822. So, Henny, just as I was reading your bio to you, your bio to the um, listeners just now, where you know I was reading that you help them to be confident to speak up, and I could exactly see this in the tips that you're giving, as I mentioned earlier, where you, I'm already feeling it that you're making the individual feel confident by being selective rather than feeling that they need to be selected. So, I love that. So, thank you so much for sharing this, and perhaps before we end if we can give advice to the listeners who are okay with what with, with with where they are now in the sh- in the jobs they know how to do it they know the job really well just as you did um but unfortunately made redundant which can happen to anyone but also they're unhappy so what advice do they stay where they are or do they change what, what would you recommend i would advise definitely looking at changing the situation and that could be there could be a few options so it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to do a complete uh, industry change and, and move company you might find that actually a conversation with your manager you could change what you're doing in, in your current job so there could be a new project that you could work on you could ask for a salary increase and you could make a change that way and that might make you happier in the job maybe you need a little bit more flexibility so always look at where you are in your current situation how can you improve that so think about having a conversation with your manager and see what you can change i'd definitely start off with doing the the strengths test because you might surprise yourself getting self-aware of what you're good at is definitely going to help and then you take it from there if you're unable to change the situation where you currently are that's when you look externally and you see okay i've asked and i've not been able to change the situation look to take it elsewhere so really get self-aware and just be fully aware that you have a lot of skills and a lot of value and that value is valued by a lot of people not just the place that you're at i love that thank you so much so again comes down to being you know self-aware starts with self-awareness knowing your strengths and also you know you've mentioned other tips um there as well which have been very helpful thank you so much honey and we have reached the end of this week's show and i would have loved to have you for longer but inshallah you know hopefully we can look into future um episodes as well thank you so much for being here with us for sharing with us your journey which you use positively to become a career and mindset coach as well as all the advice you shared with us today which i personally found beneficial others find it too listeners thank you so much for being here with us and see you in our next show thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton